1: Listeners are cautioned not to rely upon any statements made in resolving legal issues they may face, but instead to consult with their own attorney about specific situations. Attorneys are not engaged in providing legal services while appearing on the program and are not responsible in any manner for the consequences that may stem directly or indirectly from reliance on any statement made during this program.
2: Good morning and welcome to Fed Talk. Today is Friday, December 4th, 2020. I'm Jason Breifel from Shaw, Bransford, and Roth. Let me kick off our program by welcoming Joan Melanson to the show. Joan is the Director of Education and Outreach at FedPoint USA. Welcome, Joan, and thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you very much, Jason. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Even albeit virtually this year. Uh,
2: always glad to have you on. Uh, next, uh, I'd like to welcome Jay Fritz. Jay is the Program Manager for Outreach and Program Services at the US Office of Personnel Management. Welcome to FedTalk, Jay, and thank you for joining us.
3: Thanks, Jason. Glad to be here.
2: Uh, Today's show is going to be starting with an overview of what feds should be considering as you think through open season. We're going to talk into uh, understanding your coverage options in the new normal era of 2020 when everything is virtual. And we're going to talk about tips and tricks for sifting through coverage options, changes to look for throughout the year. Before we dive into our conversation with Joan and Jay, I want to remind everyone that FedTalk is brought to you by the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program. The program is sponsored by the U.S. Office of Personnel Management, insured by Jen Hancock Life and Health Insurance Company under a group long-term care insurance policy and administered by long-term care partners doing business as FedPoint. To learn more, visit them at ltcfeds.com today. Um, well, great! I'm 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 really excited to have you both here today with us for this program. Folks should know the details, but let's let's set the stage properly. Um, Jay, can you give us the overview? Uh, what are we looking at? What is open season? What What are folks looking
3: at? What's not an open season? Sure, Jason. Uh, open season. is the federal benefits open season, and what it really is is the opportunity for federal employees, annuitants, and other eligible individuals. To review their FEHB and FedVIP plans that are already enrolled in, uh, make changes if necessary, change in plans, change in options, or even enroll in coverage. Now, of course, for FEHB, that's going to be for employees because the militants have to carry it into retirement. But for FedVIP, that's both employees and the militants are eligible to enroll in FedVIP. And we OPM encourages everyone to ensure they have the right health, dental, or vision insurance coverage for you and your family. And it's also time to consider the money you can save in out of pocket medical and dependent care expenses for the upcoming year through the Federal Flexible Spending Account Program, FSA Feds. Now, we always talk about what is part of FEH or part of open season, which is FEHB, FedBIP, and FSA Feds for flexible spending accounts. We always give the reminder of what is not part of the annual federal benefits open season. And uh, that is not for the Federal Employees Group Life Insurance Program, Fagley. And it's also not for the Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program as part of the open season, but Joan is here today to, uh, to talk a little bit about long-term care. So We'll cover that also. Thanks so much, Jay, for,
2: for setting the stage for us. And Joan, you, can you fill us in on, on, on the long-term care piece and how that fits into uh, the broad package, as Jay mentioned, not, not only part of open season, but, but certainly something that we're going to be t- touching on today here on the Fed Talk.
0: Right, you're absolutely correct. Um, the Federal Long Term Care Insurance Program, FedVIP, is not in its annual open season. It's a different animal. Um, you can apply for this program anytime throughout the year. Having said that, we have a big presence, um, if we used to it, all the um, on site health fairs that, that, that we used to do, because we found that people when they're thinking about their benefits in general, their benefit programs, they also do think about long-term care. So we find that it were a piece of the whole benefits puzzle despite the fact that you can, you can apply um, anytime.
2: Thanks, Joan. And you know Jay, I want to come back to you. you. know this has been a, a different year for all of us. and I know we're going to get into this in a lot more detail. Um, as the program goes forward, but kind of are there areas that, that OPM has focused on this year that were already part of the plan or that, that kind of drew additional emphasis as, as the pandemic um, uh, kind of t- took its reign over, over the nation?
3: Yeah, there's a couple of things OPM's been focused on our negotiations with the carriers. One of those is surprise billing which I think has a lot of interest today of individuals that go to the hospital that's part of their plants network come to find out the uh, perhaps some of the doctors aren't, perhaps the anesthesiologist isn't. So OPM is working on that and we're working with our carriers to try to improve the information available to individuals uh, regarding that going to a hospital stay um, that would show, not only the participation status of the hospital, but also select specialty physicians, physician groups, and other services that would be used in the hospital. The other thing we're also focusing on, and this is directly part of the COVID, telehealth. And that, you know, with the COVID-19, my doctor's appointment back in June was virtually, first time I ever did a virtual visit. So OPM is now aware of the fact that you know more virtual visits due to the pandemic, but also there is some movement towards telehealth also before the pandemic. And OPM has been encouraging carriers uh, for the last couple of years to increase coverage for telehealth services, including waiving cost sharing in response to the COVID nineteen epidemic. And we've been focused on that for the last couple of years now, of um, you know trying to do more more tele services, telehealth instead of going to see the doctor.
2: Great to hear, and I'm sure that that work that has been done in prior years focusing on telehealth, laying that foundation, has uh, been part of how uh, the network and providers have been able to uh, be ready to be responsive to, to, to meet the demand I, I myself uh, Later today, have a telehealth visit uh, with with my doctor, and it is uh, a great time saver. You know, as as a consumer who uh, doesn't like sitting in a waiting room for for forty five minutes for a, for a fifteen minute that um, that can help uh,
3: address rising premiums and other things. I'd imagine. Correct, and I had a, my virtual visits in June. My one coming up next week, I think, is back in person. So, huh.
2: One, you know, is that uh, whether something is in person or uh, virtual, does that play into plans, offerings, policies that, that OPM is, is putting in place and asking of carriers kind of consistent with that focus toward telehealth that, that, that OPM has been driving in recent years?
3: Yeah, yeah, correct. Is that, you know, there's premium savings here and some other savings that, you know, every little bit helps. Wonderful. Um, You know,
2: Joan, I'm curious, you know, just on on this piece, kind of uh, the moving into our our new normal, like what are any observations or or interesting kind of things that that you and and the team at FedPoint have have experienced this year?
0: Well, um, our mission has always been to provide information and education about benefit programs during open season, particularly for um, the federal long-term care insurance program. But now we've been including information about other benefit programs. Um, So our our method of doing this has ranged from in-person. We do a lot of on-site in-person events, but we've also offered digital. And, And that whole continuum of thing is out there. You can also call and talk to somebody. But what we're finding with COVID is that people are, are really moving towards the digital way of getting their information? They're realizing the advantages once they get comfortable with the technology. The advantages being you can do it twenty four seven, and you can do it for um, a, a you know a long period of time during open season. So um, we are we are doing we're finding, and I think the trend will be that gonna be, there's going to be more emphasis on digital um, media as a way of getting information.
2: Thanks, Joan. And I want to pull the thread on on kind of the evolving trends of, of how consumers are, are accessing this information, learning about what their options are in our new normal after a first break and a word from our sponsor. you're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. I'm here with our guests Joan Mallinson of FedPoint and Jay Fritz of the Office of Personnel Management, discussing open season. Before the break, we're talking about the the shift to the new normal. Um, no more benefits fairs in your agency, in your office. Uh, if you happened to be in a headquarters or regional facility that even offered those, um, we're almost all digital now, and that's. Um, uh, something that everybody is responding to, both on the provider side as those providing information, but also on the consumer side. And uh, I know that both OPM and, um, and FedPoint have really been leaning into this area. And I wanna kind of learn some more about this uh, customer experience um, journey. And um, Jay, how, how is OPM helping consumers stay, con- uh, stay informed, um, are there any tools, resources, new things that, that you and the team have
3: rolled out to help folks this year? Yeah, the first thing I want to do is kind of uh, plug our website for Open Season, and that's wwwopmgovernor Open Season. And that's our primary source of outreach for both the militants and employees. Lots of good information on there. Uh, we have information. On the different plans and the benefits they provide, the premiums, the comparison the plan comparison tool that you briefly mentioned, also some quality measures, and actually information on how you enroll once you made your decision. How do you actually make your choice? So there's some of the things that we have on the website. Um, you kind of mentioned the new world we're living in, and you know when we started hearing about COVID back in the spring, we weren't certain it was going to last as long as what it did, and. A lot of the interaction with the CARES is face-to-face during these benefit fairs. And one thing is that there's no benefit fairs this year. There's no in-person benefit fairs. So OPM has now kind of taken a look as to, you know, what is the new norm? And while there were benefit fairs in person, there was a lot of people they didn't reach. And there was a lot of individuals in smaller regional offices working in federal buildings that didn't have access. So I think one of the kind of somewhat good things that came out of COVID-19 is to re-examine how exactly we do outreach. And, you know, the ideas of the in-person benefit fairs with a whole bunch of carriers in the cafeteria at the agency are pretty much gone. And OPM wants to start focusing on, you know, what can we do to improve the outreach in the new world without these fairs. And again, also reach out to people that never had access to those fairs in the first place. So it's kind of got OPM thinking about it. What we're going to do, and you know, while open season is still going on at OPM, we've kind of moved on to the next open season. We're starting to, you know, think about things we can improve for next year. That's really great to hear, Jay. And I'm, uh, I'm just
2: curious. I know that uh, OPM has has the lab there. Have you uh, gone into the gone into the lab to work with the team to think about you know this evolving
3: uh, customer journey map and this experience, both both for yourselves and, and for the customers. We've not gone into the lab at OPM, although it is a pretty good idea. We have started our debriefs. And like I just mentioned, is that, you know, kind of our mindset, we moved on to next year. We're doing our debriefs of how this open season went, and we're starting to put together some thoughts on things we can do for next year. And one of those areas is how we can improve the outreach more virtually than, like we were saying, the the in-person fairs uh, in the past Um, One thing I do want to mention is that, as our plan comparison tool, it's that information to compare your plan and your choices for FEHB, as long as the FEDVIP dental and vision plans, is available in our plan comparison tool. And that has existed in the last several years, and it's also existed this year, and probably takes a little bit more emphasis, since you don't get the opportunity to talk to the individual health plan. So... You know, the plan comparison tool, you can put in your zip code, identifies the plans in your area. You can actually select several, compare them side by side. Premiums, benefits, what they cover, deductibles, coinsurances, et cetera. So we do emphasize a lot of people should take advantage of the the plan comparison tool. We have that out there for you. Wonderful, Jay.
2: And just to remind folks, that's at your opm.gov slash open season resource hub. Um, a great tool to check out and help you sort, sort through the uh, uh, myriad of great options um, during open season here. Um, and uh, Joan, I know you and the team at FedPoint also now have a, have a new website and uh, have also been putting out tools. Can you tell us kind of how, how you've been meeting consumers and um, uh, you know, if there's anything out there for folks as they're considering their options this year that they need to be aware of?
0: Well, as it turns out, we have been working uh, closely with OPM since 2013 on piloting, and now it's a much bigger virtual benefits fair. So um, in in line with what um, Jay was saying, uh, we were thinking about this um, clearly not to replace health fairs when we did this. We were thinking about this to supplement um, health fairs for, for people who couldn't, who weren't close to headquarters and couldn't, didn't have access to a health fair. They were traveling, they were geographically dispersed, um, they had another meeting, they had a remote schedule, and so forth. But as it turns out, this year, it's the only game in town. And we're used to going out to almost 400 health fairs ourselves. So it's a whole different ball, a new new norm for me personally, not, not traveling, to be uh, traveling as I am doing outreach from my uh, kitchen. Um, but the virtual benefits fair is really cool, um, in that it offers folks information 24 seven on all their benefits. Now, while we really focus on the federal long-term care insurance program, we are the administers for the, um, for enrollment for Fed dip for all the dental and vision plans. So it evolved from that and a, an online, um, a virtual benefits fair is an online health fair. So imagine instead of going around to all the different booths in a cafeteria, what you're doing is you log on to your computer and you see a screen and you see various booths. So you see FEHB and, all, and the major FEB carriers are represented there. Then you click on and you see FedVip. And if you click on FedVip, you click on one for the, um, there went from, we went from 10 to 12. Uh, dental carriers, you'll see the booths for the dental carriers. Go back, you click on to Vision. There are now five rather than four carriers. There's another booth for FSA feds because annually you have to choose your, your deductions for FSA feds. The feltsip Federal Long-Term Care Insurance Program benefits. So you'll see all these booths and you can let your fingers do the shopping because you can go in and get information. Think of this as an aggregator of all your benefits all in one place. 24/7 from the first day of open season, and fortuitously, so you all have another um, week until the 14th of December, where you can go through and get information about all the different plans. We, um, in addition to that, we try to really simulate what it would be like to walk around, and 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 you can virtually pick up all of your plan information. You put it in your briefcase and go back and review it. You have access to all the of uh, plan comparison tools. We have a FedVIP comparison tool there, but we have a resource room where resources like the OPM website and a myriad of other resources are all listed. So it's, everything is all in one place here so that you can look through and make an, an informed decision. The final thing I want to mention is that it's kind of nice to talk to somebody. So this year we implemented four chat days, and the last one is the ninth. Of December. That's next Wednesday. What that means is that you can go in and you'll have access to a carrier and any of the uh, FEHB, FedVIP, FeltSip, benefits, any of the, um, the booths and all the carriers in the FedVIP plans, FSA Feds, and the major health insurance carriers are represented. You can go in and have a chat with them and ask them your personal questions. So what we're trying to do here, Jason, is make it um, even better and more personalized so that you can really get the information and not just go to a website, but you can have the personal information by chatting or the information, the email information so you can send emails and it's in one, the convenience is in one spot.
2: Thanks, Joan, for, for laying that out for folks. And, you know, I like your, your uh, description of shopping with your fingertips um, and, uh, uh, you know, collecting what you need, taking it back. And uh, December 9th is is the next upcoming chat day. there. And I'm I'm, I'm, curious... a,
0: I'm, a, I'm a finger shopper uh, going back to t- being an Amazon person, so I know how to make it work. It's easy. <laughs> well, I'm,
2: I'm curious for, for both you, Joan, and for Jay, if you know, kind of, you know, has there been an explosion in, in the engagement on, on the digital side? Are you seeing very different numbers um, from the past or, um, you know, kind of, are there any uh, trends emerging at, at this point in, into the, uh, the season?
3: From the OPM perspective is that we started to look like our look at our website analytics, how many people are hitting the OPM website, where they're coming from, how they're getting to the website, also their page views, the link they're on the pages, where they're focusing on, where they're spending their time at. So, and this is also part of that kind of post action item for open season. Look at these statistics and say, where are people going to? And once they even enter the website, what flow do they take to get through the website? So, that's part of our, again, our post post action item is that you know kind of take a look at the website and you know is there some ways we can improve the website once we see how people are flowing maybe you know some redesign of the website make it a little bit more intuitive or user-friendly some of the things we want to take a look at.
0: Well Jay you're absolutely right about it the beauty of uh, digital is that you can measure those types of things and and that helped us. We, we uh, this year, um, actually, was yeah, it was this year, we we um, we introduced a new federal long-term care insurance uh, 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 Felsip website based upon doing that kind of analysis. And we've made it much simpler for navigation. Um, and we're finding that that's where we're sending people to get their information. But we have some tools there as well. We introduced a... Uh, uh, a new cost of care tool so that people know what long-term care costs in the various areas. And the other thing is a guided planner that we, um, that we introduced. Because a lot of people will say, long-term care is just so confusing. I, I have no idea. What should I buy? And the, the true answer to that is it depends. And nobody likes that answer. And it's a true answer because it depends upon what is your family situation, what, um, where do you live, Um, what's your budget, and a whole bunch of factors like that. And you can use this tool to go through and design a plan that's tailored to you. And if you have any questions while you're doing it, you can go, you can call our um, 1-800-LTC-FEDS. You'll get our consultants and they'll answer any questions for you. Because sometimes people just need a little personal touch to uh, verify what they're thinking or to ask any questions. But... Um, I think we're going to see, and you asked about trends before, Jason, that um, the trends are that people are becoming more accustomed to to getting their information that way, and um, they're liking it as they get more comfortable with it. Yeah,
3: and the other thing we're seeing at OPM is that how many people are accessing our website from their handheld device, instead yes, of what you yes. would think about like a laptop or traditional desktop mm-hmm. computer. Yeah. And I, I don't really think our website is optimized for mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the trend is that more people are moving towards a mobile device, then, you know, we'll probably take a look at our website. And can we make it more mobile friendly, something we want to take care of?
0: Uh, you're absolutely right. We, th- we, when our redesign we did that very thing. And we're finding that people particularly, some of these smartphones are almost like little, little computers, um, I mean, you can do anything on it now, so you're absolutely right. Why would you be tied to your desk if you can be mobile and, and do everything as, you, as if you're on the go or or taking a walk or whatever?
2: Love it. Well, can't wait to continue to see these, these evolutions here, and it really seems like the, the technology is helping drive kind of personalization uh, for the relevant information for users and people who are uh, exploring their options out there and that both um, OPM and, and FedPoint are really leaning into this. And uh, we're be going to see how your sites evolve over the next uh, year. And so uh, learning the lessons um, from this crazy 2020. Um, we're going to stop here for our second break. We'll continue our discussion on open season after a word from our sponsors. If you're listening to FedTalk on Federal News Network.
1: The
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We're entering the second half of our show with Jay Fritz from OPM and Joan Mellinson from FedPoint. We're now going to talk about choosing through your options and, and understanding the important considerations for this year uh, during federal benefits open season. Uh, Jay, and I want to uh, have you kind of address this first. Can you kind of just give us the landscape? I know that there's hundreds of plans, but kind of what are we working with here? What do
3: folks have to choose, select from? Yeah, lots of choices in FEHB and that's one of the hallmarks of the program is the number of choices that we have. So there's just some general information and, and, and stats here is that uh, 276 health plan choices in 2021 for FEHB and that's down a little bit. There's 279 last year. Eighteen of those choices are our fee-for-service plans that are open to all enrollees, um, and that's the same as last year. Uh, We do have some of our closed health plans only open to certain groups, such as Compass Rose, Foreign Service Benefit Plan, Rural Carriers, and the Panama Canal Plan. Our health maintenance organizations, we have 254 this year, and that's down slightly from 250 seven last year and that's some plan terminations and also some uh some plans that dropped some of their options so a little bit less choices uh the 276 choices include 18 high deductible health plans and there were down one from 19 last year and then there's 28 consumer driven health plans which is the same as last year uh we did have some changes for fehb for 2021 We have six new plan options being added and these are all in the HMOs. These changes not impact the nationwide fee for service plans and uh, United Healthcare in the DC area. And uh, actually all the contiguous states added a new high option. Uh, Kaiser Permanente in the Northwest and Kaiser Permanente Washington State added basic options. Geisinger Health Plan in Pennsylvania added a basic. Dean Health Plan in Wisconsin added a basic option and Group Health Cooperative of South Central Wisconsin added a standard option. So, you know, always advise people go out here, again, back to the plan comparison tool, could be new plans for you available, could be new options available. We always encourage everyone to take a look, primarily for those that are added. We also advise people to take a look for their plan that may have dropped and we did have some plans drop out of the program completely and some drop options. So, individuals in that case would have gotten notice from their health plan might've gotten a notice from their HR office, but we do encourage people to go take a look and make sure nothing has changed. One thing we did want to mention this year regards FEDVIP, the Federal Employees Dental and Vision Insurance Program, is that they're on a seven-year contract. So during 2020, OPM completed our competitive application process for FEDVIP, and we selected insurance carriers to provide comprehensive, accessible dental and vision coverage in the FEDVIP no dental or vision plans left the program based on this but we do have an increase of fed dental carriers increased from 10 to 12 and the number of vision carriers increased from four to five so there are more choices out there for 2021 than there were in 2020. Uh, for 2021 there'll be 23 dental plan options 14 of those being nationwide available to all potential enrollees And there's going to be 10 nationwide vision plan options available to all potential enrollees also. One program we haven't hit that much yet, let me kind of get in here a little bit, is our FSA feds. And the big news for FSA feds is the amount that can be carried over from one year to another has increased from $500 to $550. So if there's individuals out there that were concerned about forfeiting money that they didn't spend under FSA feds, you got a little bit more of a cushion that you can carry over until 2021. And of course you have to give a reminder that for all FSA feds, you must enroll each year. The enrollment does not carry over like it does in FDHB and FEDVIP. And if you want to take advantage of the carryover amount, you must re-enroll for 2021. so
2: much for that overview, Jay. It's wonderful to hear that there's more options coming to the table um uh, from different carriers across the board and, and to see that um, you know you, you and the team continue to steward uh, kind of the options available to, to federal employees and, and in the network um, and and the uh, I imagine that a lot of folks are, are really considering and thinking hard about their their benefits and their their FSA accounts and, and for the various things. We may not know exactly what's what's happening in 2021 just yet, but knowing where there is that flexibility and when they're able to lean into it um, is, is great. As uh, is, is, uh,
3: someone whose own life often feels unended, upended, especially this year. Yeah, and, and Jason, I kind of use myself as an example, it was obvious I participate in FEHB. Um, I did not enroll in FEDVIP back in January, I had a root canal, which was unexpected, <laughs> unexpected expense. So now as also eligible for FEDVIP, I'm gonna take a look at FEDVIP myself. And this is what we encourage people to do. It's that carriers change benefits. Your situation changes. Getting a little bit older, you know, more likely to have some medical and dental expenses than I did before. So my situation's changed. And that's why we have open season each year is for individuals to take a look at their situation, see what's changed. Maybe they need a different type of coverage, enhanced coverage, or in my case, dental coverage I never had before. So we, you know, we, we, encourage people to take advantage of the opportunity and the information we provide.
2: I appreciate that. And I can't remember the statistic, but, you know, as I recall, overall, a fairly small number of, of percentage of folks actually do change their plan if, if, if they even looked and and I know it's hard, it's their, their dense materials to, to sift through and try to understand uh, the differences, which is why OPM uh, and and FloodZip have created these great tools for, for users, but but I love the, the, your sharing of the personal story of you had an unexpected root canal. And um, you know I think that that's, that's part of the key, part of why we always make an effort to do these shows every year, to remind folks that, that you could save your family some money, you can ensure that you have the coverage that, that you may not expect you need, but you'll be happy to have it when, when, <laughs> when, when that tooth starts hurting. Correct. Well, well, Joan. You know, while we're while we're talking about what's what's new and evolving, um, you know, I wanted to, to hear from you. Are, are there any other updates that we haven't covered yet um, from Flitzip or, or from FedPoint?
0: Well, absolutely. And I did want to make one comment. It is less than five percent because we do handle the the um, from what we see for dental and vision. Uh, it's it's under five percent of people make changes to their dental and vision plans every every year. And when you get as many choices as the feds have, no wonder people stick with what they have. I mean, for for fed point, we have a choice of one or a choice of one. I mean, it's it's simple. Do you have it or do you you not? And I guess you can get a little paralyzed with with, with all of that information. On the federal long term care insurance front, there is one plan um, that that is um, administered by uh, OPM. Having said that, there are many other private plans out there that we encourage people to look at because I think the best consumer is an informed consumer. You want people to make the, the right choice. And with the FeltSIP, it isn't like um, FDHB, Dental, and Vision. Every year you can make a change. So if you, if you didn't make the right choice for you this year, you can change it next year. When you make a choice on long-term care insurance, it's the choice that you make. So people get a little bit, um, they make their their decision with a little trepidation. Have I made the right choice? Um, I can say that the plan that that we developed back in 2002, and, and I give all the credit to OPM for being very, um, having a lot of foresight, has the, the great features that have carried through to our new plan, which is the 3.0. We started with 1.0 and moved to to 2.0, and now we're 3.0. Very creative naming, I know. Um, but the the um, well, we added something new. We kept the uh, bones of what we developed in in 1.0, because as I mentioned, OPM realized at that point that people want to stay at home and receive their care, and we're seeing that more and more with COVID, because people were out in facilities. Um, for family members, are saying, oh, dear, I can't see my family members. They're, they're being isolated. And it's been a very – COVID has really brought health into the main front, and particularly these facilities where um, family members haven't been able to come and go and visit their loved ones. That's been very tough. And people are looking at um, health and looking at Feltzip for that reason more than I ever thought they would. And and that's where our home health care piece of it really shines, because not only do we have a a very comprehensive home health care benefit where you can receive at home through a a licensed home health care facility, you can have um, informal care. Family members and friends can come in and get paid to take care of you, not your spouse who was living with you at the time or anyone who was living with you at the time, but anybody else, a sibling, a family member, a friend can come in take care of you and get paid reasonable and customary costs of that care. We offer caregiver training to assist people because you can't assume that your sibling would know how to take care of you. And we also offer a stay at home benefits. So you can adapt your home to make it more um, user friendly if you need ramps or, guard- or handrails and things like that. So we have the, the best parts of um, long-term care we've kept, but we've also added, one other um, nifty feature to address concerns that people had and I hate to talk about this but we've had some rate increases um, since 2002 and w- the feedback that we got was that people don't like to be surprised and find out that their rates have, are suddenly going up after they've been the same year after year and then you have an, an average 17 percent uh, rate increase and then Seven years ago or so, we had an 83% on average. So people said to us, wait, we understand that things go up. We get that, but just don't surprise us with that kind of unpredictability. So we designed something called the um, premium stabilization feature. It's designed to keep the um, the premiums more level. Think of it like a shock absorber of a car. I can't I can't make those bumps go away. Bump, ba-dump, ba-dump, ba-dump. But the shock absorber will will um, as assume some of that shock, and that's what the PSF does. And Jay, I,
2: I just can't remember off the top of my head, uh, what was the average overall FEHB increase for this year, you know, getting to Joan's point about kind of the consistency of uh, of that. And as folks are planning for the future, I just couldn't remember um, uh, what what that mark was this year. As a recall, uh, it was again, kind of a a good showing and keeping that rate as low uh, as an increase as possible.
3: Yeah, the overall increase for our employees and annuitants is about 3.6%. And the the average, and that's the overall cost of the premiums. And the average enrollee share increased about 4.9%. Now, again, that's an average. And again, we advise people take a look at their plans. Even if you don't anticipate changing, take a look at the premiums because again, it's an average and some are going to be less than that and some are going to be more than that. So, you know, 4.9% on average, it could be in some cases, you know, a good bit more for an individual plan. So again, take advantage of the resources we provide.
2: Absolutely, Jay. Another great reminder of why folks need to check out their options, check their plans, and make sure they have um, the coverage they need. Um, I'm going to pause us here for our last break and a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back to our last segment. Uh, you're listening to Fed Talk here on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Fed Talk on Federal News Network. We're entering our last segment in the show with Jay from OPM and Joan from FedPoint. We're filling you in on the top tips and tricks for choosing coverage options during this open benefit season. Um, And uh, Jay, you mentioned earlier in the program that there's uh, a new contract that OPM recently signed uh, for the FedVIP program. As folks are considering their options there, uh, can you tell us what that means uh, for for consumers who are looking at their options?
3: Yeah, the first thing it means, Jason, is that, you know, really they need to compare their options because things have changed. And as we mentioned, there's some new carriers on the program. There's also some new options on there. And, you know, everyone, you know, kind of focuses on premiums. And one thing we did want to say about FedVIP is that you can't really do a direct comparison between your 2020 premiums and your 2021 premiums for the FedVIP plans because of the new contract, uh, new requirements, new benefits, even some of the rating regions for the FedVit plans have changed. So I know everyone likes to say, oh, my premium went up X number of dollars from year to year, but that's not really a good way to do it for FedVit this year because there are other changes, like I said, regarding rating areas and also some new some new benefits as part of the new contract. So just, just kind of remind her. The
2: changes with, with FSA Feds, uh, the extended uh, carryover, um, folks have the information that, that they, they need, kind of how do they act on that? What, what's, what comes next?
3: Yeah, that, that's a good point to, to bring up, Jason, is that like you said, we've thought about what we need to do, we've made our decisions, now how do I carry it out? So for FSA Feds, and that's the Federal Flexible Spending Accounts Program, and again, you must enroll every year, especially if you want to take advantage of carryover, uh, their website's www.fsafeds.com, or you can call one eight seven seven 877 fsa feds And this is where you go to make all of your uh, enrollment choices for FSA FEDS. The other one we want to talk about is FEDVIP. Now that you decided that you want a dental revision plan, perhaps in my case, that's at www.benefeds.com, B-E-N-E. FEDS.com. And that can also be done by phone at 1 877 888 3337. And the final program is FEHB. And FEHB is a little bit different. We don't have a central enrollment portal like we do for FSA Feds and FedVib. So FEHB would biz, visit your agency specific enrollment portal, such as Employee Express for OPM, OPM employees, such as myself my pay employee personal page or you may have to use in some cases the paper health benefits election form sf 2809 which is probably a little bit more difficult in our pandemic world and if you're not certain what enrollment system you use again you can go to our open season site www.opm.gov open season it has information on your enrollment system that you use and how to go ahead and make your enrollments And now that you've made your choice, what are the effective dates? FSA FEDS and FEDVIP enrollments are always effective on January the 1st. So that'll be January the 1st, 2021. FEHB is different. It's based on your pay period of your agency where you work. Most employees are going to be effective uh, January 3rd, 2021. Postal service, their pay cycle starts a day earlier than most, and their effective date for their enrollments and changes will be January the 2nd, 2021. And our annuitant friends is always gonna be January the 1st because that's the first day of their pay period. In this case, obviously January the 1st, 2020. So I think we've covered it pretty much everything there about making the decision and carrying it out. Thanks so much, Jay. And um, you know, as we've
2: talked about today, there's, there's the ongoing benefits fair, the resources on both OPM's site and and elsewhere. And Joan, I wanted to see if there's anything else going on in terms of education information that we may not have touched on yet that we want to make sure the FedTalk's audience hears about today.
0: Well, absolutely. Well, besides the virtual benefits fair, which will be, um, which coincides exactly with the open season, and it will be open until uh, the end of open season on December um, uh, 14th. The 9th, the just as a reminder, is another chat day, so I want people to remember that. Now, within the um, Virtual Benefits Fair, you have access not only to all the program information, but you can also uh, have access to the videos and the webinars that all the carrier, carriers have done. Um, so that's very helpful. Now, it's a little bit different with the federal long-term care insurance program as, as we started the program off and Jay mentioned, um, the fellowship is not part of the open season, but we're always out there because people are thinking about us when they're thinking about their benefits. They're also thinking about long-term care when they're seeing their family members um, during Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's a fine time to think about this product. And, and that's when you realize everybody's, if you haven't seen them in a while and they're coming in, they've aged another year. Um, and and so forth. So it's time to think about what what what's in the future. So we have a number of educational uh, webinars on the uh, www.ltcfeds.com website. That's ltcfeds.com website That talk not only we've got one that talks about the the sip part one and part two, but we have very general webinars there that will show long-term care within the context of uh, financial planning we've got a few that talk about caregiving and what's involved in caregiving We have things about you know working from home we have we have TSP types of things we we, we cover um, we get a lot of questions about how does the FELTSIP fit in with feHB and Medicare and and there are a lot of, 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 of things that people want to learn about. Particularly during COVID, we're seeing triple the number of people who have been accessing these webinars because people have more time. I think they've probably exhausted all their Netflix and Prime Video and Hulu and everything else, and they're down to actually watching some of our webinars, um, which surprises me. But <laughs> we are getting incredible uh, 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 people watching these these webinars and learning. Uh, I think people might be taking a pause in their personal lives and looking around and saying, gee, what are some important things that I, I should be thinking about there? So we have a commitment to education and outreach, as does as, as Jay, that's his area, of making sure that people have the information to, to make the right decision. So in addition to the resources that I mentioned before, the guided planner for long-term care, the BBF Virtual benefits fair, where you have access to all the different carriers uh, for your benefits during open season. You you can also access general information with some of our of our webinars. So we we are trying to provide all the information possible in a digital way, so that people aren't skipping a beat during uh, during COVID.
2: Thanks so much, Joan. And really glad to hear that that folks are taking advantage of those resources. You know, like we've talked about through this program, uh, folks are, are finding ways to access information kind of on, on their time and, and when it fits in their lives. Um, and that's just kind of where, where things are going. Um, we're, we're, we're heading toward the end of our Fed Talk program today. I uh, want to make sure that I give both of you a chance to give last words of advice uh, for, for our audience, for listeners, folks who are considering their options um, this year. As we talked about earlier, uh, 5% of folks actually changed their plan. Uh, how, how do we move that number uh, today, or at least get folks to make sure that they're getting the best deal possible? Um, Joan, do you want to kick us off and then we'll let Jay uh, take us away?
0: Well, I guess you can never have a better time than now for those of us uh, who are uh, very blessed to be able to work from home. Um, I myself have gained a lot of time for my hour each way commute and what I call the glam time, getting ready to go to the office and traveling and all those things. I, I think that, that people are in general taking advantage of this time to become a little bit more educated and sophisticated about the things that are important in their lives. So um, it doesn't cost anything at all to shop around, let your fingers do the walking. And 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 and, and as you mentioned before, and I think Jay, you, you said too, that, you know, turn around and the, the kids were young and they needed certain dental plans and turn around and they're older and they don't need what they needed before, but, but time slides by and and, and looking at our benefits isn't the fun top priority in our lives. And we keep, everybody has inertia. If it's working, don't change it. Take the time to, um, to look at the plans, the, the benefits change, the costs change, and your needs change. And you might even save some money uh, by making some different choices. And it doesn't cost anything to, to shop around.
3: Yeah, just to follow up on what Joan says, you know, I agree with her 100%. It's that, you know, OPM puts a lot of work into making these various products, uh, a plan comparison tool, all the information we put on our website. And, you know, we really encourage people to use it because, you know, OPM does it for the enrollees, the federal employees and the militants, that we go through the effort to do this. And again, we really encourage it. And, you know, kind of what we were talking about, changing situations, myself included, it's that things do change, and we provide the opportunity every year, and we just hope people follow up on it and take advantage of what we do. And you know, go to the plan comparison tool. You know, it takes a couple minutes putting your zip code, your pay frequency. Take a look at what plans are available to you. Do the side by side comparisons, and and see if you know to address anything that may have changed, or if you're just you know looking for maybe a more affordable plan. Um, take advantage. You know, we give you almost five weeks of time to do this. And, you know, we're now in, I think, the fourth week of open season. So kind of one of the reminders is that, you know, the time's kind of ticking away. I think we're down to 12 days of open season left. So, um, you know, don't let the time get away. And what we encourage people, don't wait till the last day to do it. Uh, don't, you know, wait till the last day and decide I just need to go take a look at FHB or FedVIP or how much money do I need to put away my FSA feds? Take advantage of the time now
2: yeah i i
3: love that advice jay
2: i think it uh is spot on get your questions together bring them to to the uh the live chat day on december 9th if you need to uh and be ready to make uh make a choice and uh, uh make your mark by the um the 14th and the end of this open season um really appreciated having uh both of you on fed talk today uh, I want to remind our listeners, again, some of the resources and websites um, that Joan Melanson, Director of Education and Outreach from FedPoint, and Jay Fritz, the Program Manager for Outreach and Program Services with the Office of Personnel Management, uh, provided us for uh, today um, some of those key websites and resources, opm.gov OpenSeason. That's your one-shot, one-stop shop. Um, They're going to have the plan comparison tools and some of those other great decision resources that Jay and his team uh, work on um, year-round for folks. Um, We also have fsafeds.com, benefeds.com, and ltcfeds.com. There are a lot of resources out there that are designed to help folks um, sort through these difficult decisions. Um, but important decisions for your own health, for that of your family members. Um, and then with that, you know, I really appreciate again, Jay uh, and Joan, both of you joining us here on FedTalk. Uh, I feel like we covered a lot of ground today, but I hope we've empowered our listeners uh, with information that they need uh, to know what's going on and then how to act on that information um, to make decisions for them and their families. So, so thank you both again for joining us here on FedTalk. I want to remind our listeners that Fed Talk is brought to you by the Federal Employment Law Firm of Shaw, Bransford and Roth. Have a great weekend.